0: I want to welcome all those who might be listening and watching today. This is our first time of live stream. Uh, we pray that if there's any way we can help you, we'll be able to help you in these terrible times in which we're in. I ask you to pray for me and all those who might be ailing today. We pray that God will lay his hand of healing upon everyone now that is sick, and there's a lot of them out there. A lot of, lot of them losing their lives, and we're uh, uh, we we hate to hear that every day. But I want to speak to you today. I want to use Genesis 19 and verse 1 as our text uh, tonight, uh, this afternoon. I want to uh, Genesis 19 verse 1 says, "And there came two angels to Sodom at even." And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Now, um, I'm gonna preach on something that uh, I think that we all got to guard against, especially since we've been uh, sheltered up uh, and not not been able to get out, not been able to go to church. We got to watch out for backsliding. We got to watch out for doing things that we. We shouldn't be doing. We should still be serving the Lord uh, uh, at our homes and, and doing us just like we did when, when church was going on. But I, I titled this message, Lot the Backslider. And I hope that in this message, I'm going to give you uh, three things here that that where were Lot started in getting backslided and where he progressed in backsliding. And where he ended up in backsliding. But we won't talk about those today and I'm going to do it in this, uh, in, in this thing about the history. The history of Lot is a history of backslider. That's just, that, that, that's, that's what he, that's what he became. First of all, I want to say before I go any further, I believe that Lot was a saved man. However, when he turned away from Abraham, he started uh, uh, aside from f- faith. He 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 turned from faith. Abraham Abraham was the epitome of faith. Well, you know, it came a time when Lot. I guess maybe Lot got tired of Abraham of uh, 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 him and Abraham being together. Of course he was Abraham's nephew and uh so they decided just uh, Abraham told Lot said if you want to go said so we'll just divide up the herd and 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 we won't go let you go pick out the ones that that you want well first thing Lot did he picked out the best of the herd but Abraham let him have them and because Abraham was a faithful man a, a just man and a good man uh but when we think about when lot took that turn and decided to go away from abraham he was uh, uh he was going away from from faith and it's a sad thing that anyone would do that just as jesus to each of us jesus christ to each of us is the epitome of faith as a matter of fact the great apostle paul called faith here's what he says about it He says, even the righteousness which is by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. In Romans three and verse twenty two. Now we want to trust, we want to uh, trust as Christ trusted. We want to believe as Christ believed, and we want to follow as Christ followed the Heavenly Father. And certainly um, that's what that's what we want in our life. That's what we want to do. We don't we don't want to turn away from that. We don't want to even think about turning away from that. When we begin to turn from Jesus and His teachings, we have gone, we're leaving faith and, and entering the road to backsliding. Lot began his history of backsliding when he neglected the truth of Of Abraham, or the truth of faith, Abraham. Now, when he sought the well, well well-watered plains of Jordan, he was seeking his own glory. That's what he was looking for. He was looking for the best. He was looking. He was looking to, to have the best and see the best. And so he looked out and he looked across the plains of Jordan, and they were beautiful. They were a lot of good green grass and. And he thought that they would lead, that it would be okay for him to take part of the flock and, and go out there and they, they, they'd have a good place to graze. But, uh, just as soon as he, what, what, Lot did not know it, but when he looked out across those plains, they led to Sodom. One of the most reprobated cities of his day, he was headed to a life of backsliding, headed to a life of backsliding, and headed to a life of, of, of going astray, because uh, he he couldn't help it, and I want to say that that this was the first step in Lot's backsliding. The first step is when he turned from his from his uh, uncle Abraham and. Went away from the faith that Abraham had, and he and he wound up, of course, in Sodom. Now, Lot didn't know it. We we said that. Um, We think that it is all right to go to certain places of sin, which we have been taught to stay away from. You know, I've seen it too many times. I've seen people that since they not going to church, you know, they want to go somewhere. And so they, they want to go places where, you know, a lot of sin and a lot of iniquity takes place. And, and I think that's the wrong thing to do. I think we ought to stay as close to the Lord as we can in these days. I, I believe that the only way that we're ever going to come through this is that we're going to have to stay close to the Lord and we're going to have to stay close to His, uh, His side. And we, we don't, we don't want to choose things that takes us away from Him when <clears throat> we think it might be okay or alright to go to certain places of sin, which we have been taught to stay away from, we are headed to an opportunity of getting away from the Lord. The closer we get to such places, the farther we get from the Lord. Sure enough, Lot m- made it to Sodom, and he set, him- he set himself up, to fit it right in, there's Solomon. I mean, there's Sodom. He, he, he even worked himself up to sitting at the gate of the city in Genesis 19:1. We just read about it. This was his second step in backsliding. His second step in backsliding was when he got in with the head people there in Sodom, which was his second step in backsliding. Now, Locke was the example of one of the one the great Apostle Paul spoke of. He said in in First Corinthians three fourteen and 15, he said, If any man's work abide which he hath built upon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned up, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. You know, that's exactly what... He's talking about a backslider. He's talking about someone that has gone away from the Lord. You know, if you build up on the foundation of the Lord, and then go away from it, you're going to be in trouble. Not not saying that you're lost, but as Paul said here, he says, "But he himself shall be saved, even so it as by fire." We don't know what that means. We have no idea what that means, but uh, but I, I I've got my own ideas about it. I think it's a lot of loss of rewards. I know that we can see, as I have said many times in the past, the choices we make matter. They matter. Whatever choices we make, every time we sit down to make a choice, the choice we make matter, that is, if we're a child of God, the choices we make matter. I have noticed that a lot of people live their lives by sight and not by faith. They, they forget, they forget faith. Uh, who, they, they want to know what's in it for me. What's in it for me? Well, Sot saw, Lot saw an opportunity to go to Sodom. He saw an opportunity to get right in there with them. And, and that was a terrible thing for him to do. Just to see the difference in Abraham and Lot, we see the Hebrews, a choice, Moses made. Now when you when you think about uh the the very difference in Moses when when Moses made the same choice as he did, as, as Lot had to do, uh Moses' choice, we find it in the book of Hebrews, the eleventh chapter. We find there it says, By faith, Moses, that this is by faith, that's a key word. By faith Moses when he was born was hid three months of his parents and because they saw that he was a proper child and they they were not afraid of the king's commandment by faith again following faith by faith Moses when he was uh, come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, which is what we're doing right now. We're suffering affliction as as the people of God, and he chose to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasure in Egypt, for he hath respect unto the... Uh, Recompense of the reward. Here again, by faith, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to leave the crowd. Sometimes it's hard to get away from them. Once we get in with them, sometimes it's hard to walk away from it. Well, Moses was right in there. Moses was in line to be the next Pharaoh. But he chose rather to walk away from that. He chose to walk away from that. And and then in 28th verse, he said, Through faith he kept the Passover and a sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Here again, verse 29, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. So, all, all this, Moses never, ever forsake, forsook faith. He, he had faith in the Lord. He had faith in Jehovah God. He had faith that God would take care of him. And when he got, when he was into these, these trials and these temptations, uh, he, he, he came out of them because of faith. So that's the difference here. Uh, a lot got tied up with them. But I, but, but Moses refused to do that. <clears throat> just to, we see that we saw the difference. If we follow the dictates of our own hearts, which I have seen many do, even the heart was already set up on doing just the opposite of what they were taught. You know, uh, someone said to me one time, said, they're going to do exactly what they're going to do. Well, that's because the heart is set up for that. The heart is set up to do that, and so as a result of it, uh, yes, they, they're going to do exactly what they want to do. Don't, and, and I want to warn you, don't pitch your tent toward Sodom. Don't do that. Don't don't turn your life toward the such of Sodom, because you know we've got we've got cities in the United States today that are just as wicked. As the Sodomites, we we we've got we've got cities just as wicked as Sodom. We've got cities. We got things going on. We you can you can see things on television that is just the opposite of what is uh, what's going on. Now we have seen two of Lot's steps to backsliding. One was when he left the faith of Abraham. The second is when he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Now let's look at his third final step. Lot blended into the city quickly. He did what they did. He said what they said. He parted with them. He followed them to his destruction by compromising his little faith that he had left. He became one of the rulers of that wicked city. Boy, that's something to say about. You know, we talk about San Francisco, and we talk about Atlanta, and we talk about these places, well... You know, to me it wouldn't be, I'd have to step down a few notches before I would ever become, uh, one of the head people of one of those cities. I'd have to step down. I'd have to step down from what I am. You might say, well, you're just a preacher. Well, I would have to step down from that in order to, in order to do that. <clears throat> in, uh, um, God has sent, uh, through God has sent uh, Lot His angels, and and the message they brought with them says, "For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it." Boy, I tell you, I, I've I've often said many times over the years, you know, that there's going to be that knock at the door. That that's going to be some days going to be a knock at the door. And that's exactly what happened to Lot. That knock came to the door. And Lot went to the door and those angels were out there. They'd been sent from God. And they brought him this 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 terrible message that this city was going to be destroyed. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that Lot believed them. I know that because of the results that came out of it. But I'm not sure of how many people today would believe it. I mean people say, Well, I'm not going to get into any of that. I'm not going to do any of that. But I'm going to tell you, Paul says in the first chapter of the book of Romans that if you if you see that and you you watch that, then you're taking part in it. It's what Paul says in Romans the first chapter. He says, You're taking part in those things. And and that's a that's a terrible thing for us to think about. Let me ask all of you today, if God destroyed, God forbid, everything in your life that was wrong according to God, how much would you have left? How much would you have left if God came and knocked on your door and said he was going to destroy everything that Sodom had built up? I mean, everything that Lot had built up in Sodom, every every advancement that he had made, the Lord told them, "Said we're gonna Lord. Lord sent a message and said we're gonna destroy this city." Well, Lot believed them. He believed them. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't uh, do anything to not to believe them. Um, but but when we said, "How much would you have left if God did that to you? How would it affect your plans and your purposes in life?" If we have let our lives be intermingled in the world. We will suffer the loss of many things, maybe even our very life, or the life of someone close to us as Lot's wife. You think about that just a moment. Lot's mingling with those with those uh sinners, they're those reprobate sinners. They're in uh, uh in um, um, in Sodom, uh it, it destroyed everything. That he ever was, he, he destroyed everything, and he lost his wife as a result of it. His wife looked back, and she turned to a pillar of salt. What, what, what a, what, a, what, a, what a terrible thing! You know, we don't think of that today. We don't think of that today. You know, we'll have a death that's close to us. Well, why did that person die? That person was young. Why did they die? Well, I'm like what I heard one preacher say. Uh, it's um, it's 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 god working it's god working god has his own timetable he has his own working has his own plans and his own purposes some people says well they died before their time no they didn't they died exactly when god wanted them to die and god chastised you and me just exactly when he wanted to chastise us this same thing now lot knew the message from the angels was serious for he went out and began to gather up his family, who was also entangled into the affairs of Sodom. When he told his children, they said, Bible says, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, up, get, get out of this place, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to them, he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. He never had a testimony. He lost his testimony. That's, that's the part of the, the third uh, thing of his, the third uh, 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 time of his backsliding, the third step, the final step. He lost his testimony. You know, how many people today don't have a testimony They can't go, they can't go to a crowd of people and say, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. And, and, and they can get angry. They can get angry if anybody does. But I'm going to tell you folks, we've got to realize that, uh, uh, that when one, when one provokes another and when one Christian provokes another, it's not to be mocked at. It's not a mockery. It's not something that somebody's trying to show off to do. It's not a mockery. Will, will our children believe when we are serious, when we tell them that nothing can be hid under that proverbial rug anymore? Will they believe us? Will they believe us when we tell them that you can't hide anything under that proverbial rug anymore? Uh, I don't know. Will they believe us or not? But But I tell you this much, you know, Uh, you, you better, you better keep your testimony. You know, it's, it's one thing for somebody who has a testimony to tell someone, but it's quite another for a person who has no testimony to tell someone. Because they're doing exactly what, uh, Lot's sons-in-laws accused him of doing, and that was mocking, uh, uh, unto his sons-in-law. So, we, we must pray. We must pray that we, that, that we can keep our testimony. If we've lost our testimony with our family, then we need to pray we can get it back. You know, families have had to stick together in the last month or so. And I want to tell you folks, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to sit down and tell your family, you know, uh, uh, what things should be done and what things shouldn't be done. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do that. You know, Instead of telling them, well, let's just hide it. Let's just put it under this proverbial rug and they won't anybody to know anything about it. But they will, they will and they do. They, it becomes, it becomes something that is non-essential when it comes to, uh, having a testimony. It's just no testimony at all. God is making us accountable today, right today, right now, right this minute. I know this is not a long message and I didn't intend on it to be a long message, but I intended on getting this point out and getting this point across that we need to, in this time that we have here, we need to try to get back what testimony we once had. Yeah, we once had a testimony. I, I remember when I was first saved, I couldn't wait to get out there and tell my friends about Jesus. Jesus. I couldn't wait. I went, I went all over the place. All my friends that I had, you know, I, I called them friends. They, they wasn't nothing to most of them. But, uh, all my friends that I had, I went out and told them I got sped on. I got cussed out. I got everything else. But God gave me a testimony. And I, I pray to God that I've carried that testimony all these years, now 53 years. I've carried this testimony, and, and I pray that God will help me to further carry this testimony uh, that uh, that we must live our lives by faith and not by sight. May God bless you today. May God take care of you. And I hope and pray that if you're watching this video today and you're able to watch it, I pray that God will see fit to bless you. And and I want to say this that if if you uh, if you want to then about probably about seven thirty uh the, the the message will be again on youtube so let's remember that goodbye and it's it's good to have preached to you today thank you